0: Welcome to the Not Your Average podcast, where I help you be your best from the inside out. Now, today's episode is going to be on self-care. This is a hot topic. Um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of recommendations on social media, on TV you know, on YouTube even, um, or even Netflix if you're into your documentaries about what self-care is and why it's so important. I think people are starting to awaken and I can only speak for sort of the western part of the world because I don't live anywhere else. People are realizing that the busyness is not a badge of honor as it once was the sense of burnout is not a badge of oh look how much you're running yourself into the ground Um, that was admired but now I think people are realizing the difference between working hard in all areas of your life not just your work but um working smart instead and also with So many things related to stress and illness and just the modern way of life. It's so important to take care of oneself because you're the only you that you have. You're with you all the time. And I always say to focus on your locus of control rather than on things that you can't control. And the number one thing that you can control, and I would argue the only thing, I mean, you do have influence over other things, but the only thing I would say that you have control over is yourself. And as an adult, it's your responsibility to take care of yourself. And I know that may seem obvious. You may have obvious responsibilities, but in this episode I really want to run through some other things. Some are obvious um, and some I don't think have necessarily been dissected in a way that's healthy, in a way that's helpful but they've been done in a way that's condemning or competitive or comparative but I want to empower you to be your best from the inside out which starts with taking care of yourself and one of the ways that I would recommend that you do that is also to create healthy environments and I did an episode on that um so you can go back and listen to that but what is self care as i said it's a hot topic and it goes beyond bubble baths and chocolate cakes and you know sipping wine with your girlfriends or you know if you're a guy listening to this you know hanging out with your your boys it's really fundamentally in my opinion honoring your spiritual mental emotional and physical health each of those areas are areas that you need to practice habits that help you and not hinder you so for example you take a bath or a shower you know every day or for example after you exercise because it helps you stay clean so you want to be fresh you want to be clean but you do that because it's, it's it's a habit, you learn that from a young age, but also because it will help you be your best, and be at your optimum, it's a choice you have, just like with most things to do with self-care, it's a choice that you have, you don't need to do it, you don't, you're not obligated to do it, you know, you need to sort of value yourself in your life, and the quality of your life, which is not about money, it's not about means, because things that I mentioned today actually don't require you to have a lot of means. It's more about your mindset. It's more about how you view yourself and it's more about what you're willing to do to ensure that when you're metaphorically putting on your oxygen mask first before you try to help other people. I always say you can't give what you don't have and so you can't really pour out from an empty cup and These are all things that you've probably heard before, but if you take care of yourself, if you guard your energy, if you guard what you allow yourself to do or not do, then you'll really be living a purposeful life and you will be at your um, maximum best because that looks different for everyone. There's different times in our lives that it would look different. It will require adjustments, which is why I think self-care is a practice. You have to practice it. You have to find what works in the rhythm of your life because some areas may require more attention than others. But as I I say, it's all about uh, progress and not perfection, which is why I think, like most things, practice in itself is perfect. Keeping up with it is the perfection. Being able to be consistent is the goal. It's not some... Destination you're trying to reach, it's the journey of self-care. And so with 90% of all illnesses, apparently are linked to stress. There's many studies, so I'll leave you to Google that, and I wouldn't want to quote something that wasn't um specific, but if we see that stress, which is something that's manageable, which it's all about how we perceive and how we interpret and how we react to any given set of circumstances in our life then we can prevent the very issues that can occur such as burnout from changing our mindset and and how we treat ourselves so that we can live effectively and we can live better and longer so the first step to self-care what is effective self-care and Um, I want to really reiterate that self-care is not selfish before I move on to point one self-care is not selfish it's actually a necessity in order for you to live a healthy and full life Um, if you've ever met anybody and as a former as I say people pleaser myself you end up burnt out, you end up aimless, and you end up resentful when you live your life from the interpretation, the whims, the wants, the needs, and the pressures outside of you and your purpose. Um, I always say that if you don't take control of your day, someone will take control of it for you, and so you got to set the purpose for your life, but you um, In sharing some of the things that I've seen and being practiced and effective um, instead of sort of beating yourself up about it I think it's important to focus on solutions and focus on what you can do this podcast is always about empowering you but particularly for the ladies I want to say that we're socialized to see our value in relation to who we're in relationship with and I'm not talking about just romantic relationships I'm talking about every single relationship but we also socialize that our value and our you know niceness or our worth is connected to how much we um do what everybody else wants and put ourselves last and I would argue that that's unhealthy I would argue that that's actually not genuine kindness because it's based on you doing things so that people can have a positive perception of you rather than you doing things because you know there's a purpose it has a you know an impact and you're not really bothered about what others think of you at all in fact you know that the sacrifice that you may make is required because there's a bigger purpose than whatever anybody may think of you And so I really think it's important to dial down exactly the reasons why and your intentions and your motives for why you may be overextending yourself. Um, But also, this is a great good way to prevent yourself from overextending yourself in the future so that you can really maximize your time whilst you're here. So back to point one. after that very long intro um the first point in self-care is take care of your body now you might say i am so over hearing about everybody counting their macros doing all sorts of things um you know taking the protein shake doing a pre-workout whatever it may be um It's really, really important to take care of your body, number one, because your mind affects your body and your body is a limited resource. It is limitless in some ways. I'm sure we have all seen the way in which exceptional athletes can really push themselves and can even exceed their own expectations. So our bodies in some ways are really limitless. It's actually to do with how we think and how we train our minds. But actually, the energy that you have in any given day is limited. And if you aren't able to um, move your body, to nourish it, to, you know, just really give it the um, workout that it needs, then you're not going to have the maximum energy that you need to be able to do what you want basically so yes fitness is all the rage and there are filtered and flexed bodies everywhere um and some of it is angles and lighting so please do take that with a pinch of salt um you know um when you have a healthy body um, that is such a gift, I believe. And it's such a beautiful gift because not everyone has the power to be mobile. Not everyone has the ability to see for themselves, do things for themselves, move and and um, have just general health. Some people would give anything to have that. So I think when you have that, it's important to cherish it and take care of it. It's not about being perfecting, you know reaching a certain weight or fitting in with certain clothes or looking like somebody that you see in the magazine who's actually photoshopped anyway and is not real it's about being healthy it's about being strong on the inside and it's about putting yourself in the best position to live life fully so you only have one body so you don't get a do-over you don't get to you know say oh actually i'd like a different one now um i've used this one up no you have this one body to take care of it because then you can be able to fight the fatigue that may take over your life and there's many activities that you can do um the key is not about the um, sort of length that you do it it's not about spending five hours a day on the weekend or whatever it's about consistency and doing things that are manageable for you and your lifestyle so for example if you are, have a young family it may not be doable to spend two hours you know doing strength training so it may be that you pop on a youtube video for maybe 20 minutes and in the morning before everybody else gets up and before you have to do what you need to do. Because that is positioning you. Yes, it requires sacrifice, but that's positioning you to be at your best before the demands of the day come to you. So you're you're looking to your day as a full individual, as someone who knows that they've taken time to themselves and for themselves. And so you're not looking for anything external to really build you up or fill you up because you already are walking in with that perspective so when you do that and you take care of your body you really are positioning yourself to be at your best you are going to be tired you're going to be sore when you start working out or when you you know get back into it if you haven't been in in it for a long time but it's about being healthy and it's about keeping up also it means that when you do that when you do have weeks or times in your life where you know things outside of your control may mean that you may have to take a little bit of a rest and not put your body through things, maybe for example, that the doctor may not recommend, it means that your body can cope better with that break and that break from physical activity and can recover quicker. So um, I really encourage you to take care of your body. It's such a precious resource. It helps us to really engage with our world and as I said, you only get one. And I am um, I think it's such a privilege to have health. Um, so let's do our best to encourage one another. It's not about perfection. It's about consistency and progress and really becoming your best. And that leads on to my second point, which is you become what you eat. So, yes, let's face it. You can work out all you want. But if you're eating crispy creams as lovely as they are if you are hitting up um those burger joints if you are stuffing your face with pizzas um that's gonna catch up with you because your body needs whole grains it needs fruit and veg it needs protein it does need some carbs but you know maybe not all and it has and needs a variety of things and so if you're eating super processed foods um or things that are just generally high in fat um then you know you're gonna it's gonna show and I'm not talking about how you look in comparison to whatever you may see in the media but I'm talking about how you feel within yourself what is healthy for your height because um this is why I say it's not about weight because people are Different heights, and so somebody taller needs to weigh more just so they can survive. Somebody shorter needs to maybe weigh less because they don't have the body mass to be able to carry a large amount of weight. So it's relative, it's different for all of us. But what you eat can really affect, as we've seen sometimes as women, it affects our hormones, it can affect our mood, it can affect um, how we even react if you end up being on certain medications, so it can really affect you physiologically. Food is your fuel. It's not supposed to be something that fills an emotional bag um, or an emotional void. It's actually something that fuels your body. And you can build in treats because I'm all for cheat meals. I really am. I am all for cheat meals because I think it creates balance and it creates that sense of healthiness so that you're not craving And you don't binge on anything that's really naughty because you know you've got something to look forward to or you've got a cheat day, for example, to look forward to where you can be relaxed and you can have a cookie, you can have a donut, you can do whatever, but the rest of the time you're disciplined. So it's important to have that balance to obviously enjoy life. Um, But you are what you eat. And so if you don't eat well, you won't again have um, high energy to be able to do what you gotta do my third point is removing emotional toxicity now this one is way easier said than done because sometimes we don't recognize um others toxicity and our own toxicity is easily because these are not things that we're taught from a young age these are not things that our caregivers may have been aware of these are things that you discover in the way of life and then you go hmm there's a pattern here in the people that I'm choosing to be friends with or you go hmm you know um maybe you are choosing things career-wise that don't challenge you. Maybe you are ending up in um, relationships that are just mediocre. I mean, they don't have to be toxic, but that in itself means that you end up with a pattern that's not helpful. So whatever it may be, it's important to remove toxicity. As many of you know, I am a Christian. I don't hide it. I don't pummel it down people's throats, but I also don't hide it either. And I really believe um, that particularly the book of Proverbs has just general life wisdom and also Psalms. But you know, the first Psalm out of all the things, out of all the things, um, in the Psalm, in the book of Psalms that they could have started with, and there's 150 um, chapters in that book. The first thing they say is just don't sit in the council of it says the ungodly or sinners or. It's basically things that are unhelpful, company that is foolish, things that aren't gonna build you up, and so um, anything and anyone that has a consistent negative impo- impact on you needs to go. Whether it's family, friends, partners, um, you know, if you're in, if you choose continually to stay in toxic workplaces without um, wisely and respectfully. Using your voice to say, "Hey, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. This could be a solution." Um, you know, you have to remove yourself from environments that are toxic because, and a lot of people say, "Yeah, but that's my family. Yeah, but that's my family." But um, it's also toxic to play the victim. That's another form of toxicity. We don't think about it, um, and this is not victim blaming at all. But it's also toxic to allow yourself. To be victimised by another individual. Because when you take responsibility and go, you know what? I can't change this person or this group of people or this environment. um, Because I've tried or because I've been, you know, trying to meet people halfway. Or trying to, um, you know, offer solutions. If you're not getting anywhere, you have to be wise enough to go, okay. Well then it's time to gracefully... um, Exit Stage left. Um, and so even if it's your family. And I, I don't say to do this lightly. I don't say to remove toxicity. Because you know. Oh I just want to get rid of my. I have so many haters. All this. No it's not about that. It's about your well-being. And it's about preserving your emotional well-being. Because as, as your body has a certain amount of energy a day. Which is why we all need sleep for example. You have a certain emotional energy bank every day and so if you aren't used to filling yourself up with for example positive affirmation um, reading positive things or reading things that are going to build you up and and really speak to your identity for me personally it's my bible or the book of psalms or proverbs something short that will really focus my mind for the day if you're not used to building yourself up if you're not used to walking away from conversations that aren't helpful if you're not used to having those boundaries within yourself you can't expect to win and stay in toxic environments or stay in toxic relationships um no matter what form they're in so this isn't about being hard-hearted, this is about protecting your heart, you know, we gotta guard our heart guys because our heart really determines how we view life, how we view other people, how we view ourselves, how we view situations, our level of emotional maturity and so you don't want to put yourself or allow yourself to be in a situation unnecessarily if you know there's no fruit or purpose being produced from it. So the reason why stress, as I mentioned earlier, is so deadly is because it has an, it's an intangible thing. So you may think, you know, oh, this doesn't bother me or this isn't worrying me or whatever. But you may have suppressed that because the toxicity may be something that you've developed a high tolerance for. But I want to really implore you that just because you have a high tolerance for something doesn't mean that you should be in that situation or doesn't mean that you are being too harsh or too, you know, high and mighty because you have standards. Standards are essential, essential for having a healthy life and essential for self-care. And so you've got to take an emotional detox. Um, You can't afford to have anything in your life that doesn't do you any good because... When you choose to do that, you're also setting a boundary with yourself and that's a point of growth. So you are also taking an objective look at yourself and maybe what you choose to allow and then saying, you know what, let's take responsibility for this Um, and let's not allow things that don't recognize my value. Because when I do that, when I focus on that, when I allow that i am in a way inviting more of it because i'm allowing it so you really gotta put yourself in a position where you take ownership and you say "Mm -mm -mm, emotional toxicity cannot stay here so evaluate why you may be tolerating certain situations and take action you know nothing in life changes until you take action you know toxicity never shows up all at once um you gotta, you know, that's why standards are really important. Standards are not the same as values. Values are things that you, um, overarching tenets that you live by. For example, honesty or fairness or kindness. Standards is I don't answer my phone after maybe 10 p.m. Or standards is if you're going to make plans with me, we gotta make it at least two days in advance. Standards is I don't allow disrespect. I don't, I, you know, will address anything directly that is um, you know disrespectful so you have to be able to have those standards with yourself so that you know exactly when lines have been crossed and you can address that in a way that is calm, in a way that is purposeful and in a way that retains the emotional energy that you have for a day so a solution to identifying and removing um, emotional toxicity is to set your standards for every single type of um, relationship that you may have interaction that you may have and then therefore you'll be walking into situations clear and therefore saving your emotional energy that day because you already know what you will and won't tolerate and so check your associations. This also goes professionally as well. You know, um, you have you have the power to deal with things and to approach things and to set the tone and be a leader in every situation. So I would encourage you to, again, set the standard for your workplace as well. You don't have to be the boss in order to lead. I think we all know people who are in positions, but they don't hold this way. Um, but if you see yourself as a leader of yourself first and foremost, then it's not gonna be that difficult over time to learn the skills to be able to remove emotional toxicity. My fourth point, which actually moves on quite nicely from that, is make no your new favorite word. You know, as I said, standards really help you minimize emotional stress. It means that you are just you don't need to overthink it. Overthinking is not great. Um, But when you say no, you learn to establish what you want to happen because you can then be able to identify when those boundaries have been violated. So don't be afraid to say no to anything that doesn't align with your standards, your goals and your values. Those three things, your standards, your goals and your values. Um, And no is a complete sentence. Don't keep on explaining, explaining, explaining. You need to be okay and you need to remove any sense of guilt associated with saying no because, to be honest, other people don't feel guilty. For example, asking you to overextend yourself. So this isn't about kindness. This isn't about you doing things out of the goodness of your heart or you saying no for the sake of saying no. That's also not healthy. you got to say no when you've evaluated. Does this meet my goals or align with my goals, my values and my standards? Um, Because those are things that are objective and that won't change based on who it is who's asking you, what you're being offered, the opportunity that's before you. If you know, hey, this doesn't align with my goals, values um, or standards, no matter how great it may appear, I can say no with confidence because I know who I am. The other thing is that no is a great word for exposing people's um, motives and their you know their motive for actually associating with you and as I always say it's about growth and so when you say no it challenges you to address your own tendency to overgive, give overextend um, and overdo just highly functional in a way that's not fruitful um, and when I say this it's not about giving in general I really encourage you to be as kind as possible to everyone you may meet but the key to kindness is that you don't expect anything back so you're not holding the door open for someone or or um you know buying someone a coffee or doing something because you expect something back from them you're doing that knowing that if they never do anything back for you then you're fine but you're doing it because in that moment you are prompted to be kind and to really um spread something that is genuine Um, But when you say no, you're also challenging yourself to move out of the victim mode, to not be passive in your life, you know, to take 100% responsibility and to be okay with being disliked. You will be disliked when you say no, it's cool, you'll survive, nobody will die, you'll be fine, everything will be fine. But the thing is, you gotta want to be respected and valued more than being liked and when you do that then you're really tapping into the roots of self-care and my last point is grow your mindset if you notice all of the points before are all connected with how you think and how you train your mind to think about your body for example um what you consume the level of emotional health you allow in your life um saying no all of that has to do with your mindset your mind really and your mind is not the same as your brain your brain is there to process information as and when it comes but your mind is where you make your your emotions live where your will lives where your um awareness of choice lives where you can form interpretation of things that's where you can really um, you know, tell a story that's either going to help you or one that's going to hinder you. So there's numerous ways to grow your mindset because when you take ownership of your mind, then somebody else can't. When you take ownership of what you listen to, what you read, who you allow to speak into your life, then you will be able to um, have a mind that is clear and that is focused and that is able to continue growing nobody is above growth whether you are 9 29 59 99 nobody is above growth um everyone has something to learn and when you do that when you look to really feed your mind whether it's getting a mentor whether it's you know listening to a podcast like this or whether it's Um, going to events that will help you and challenge you, whether it's, um, you know, starting a business, whether it's, you know, moving to a new city, whether it's, um, you know, forming new friendships, whatever it may be, look to grow your mindset and take ownership of that. So again, that you are clear on who you are, and you're taking that responsibility for your life. When you do that, you're actually going to be an even healthier person for those around you and people who experience you and in turn you're going to be serving them in that way because when you take care of yourself when you are at your best you can be able to give that best and really encourage those who you may encounter and those who really are are really I would say that you're called to help and and help them be their best um so responsibility sounds like a really boring word sounds like an overused word but it really will help you because it will help you release any shoulda woulda couldas or what if no we don't live in that realm we will live in the realm of this is what I can do and so I'm gonna do my best and then leave leave the rest to God and let my ownership and my self-care be an example to others so taking care of yourself is not a luxury guys like treating yourself well is not a luxury um creating parameters around your life boundaries standards is not a luxury it's a necessity it gives you clarity of purpose in your life it is essential to that and you can be able to really help others when you are clear about who you are what you stand for And so I want to encourage you after today's um, episode to really think about what are the ways that you can start taking care of yourself. Is it getting more sleep? Is it saying no? Is it maybe taking a day for yourself every day once a month where you are totally by yourself and you can, you know, read a book that you want, go see a film that you want, maybe treat yourself to a spa day, whatever it may be. You know, will it be... um, spending more quality time with the people who really nourish your soul um will it be pursuing your goals and knowing hey i haven't made this progress but i can make this progress this time next year if i'm consistent with it you know so taking care of yourself isn't just about pampering it's about actually taking ownership of the areas in your life so that you can see progress and moving forward so be intentional about your care just as others are intentional about theirs be intentional about your goals and your priorities just as others are about theirs and you will be able to live your best life as cheesy as it sounds you'll be able to live your best life so I hope that helped you on this episode have a think about the benefits of self-care the necessity of self-care and why it's actually not selfish and why it's thing that will help you truly live a purposeful and impactful life so as ever share um with anybody who you think needs encouragement who may be lagging a little bit in this area or anyone who you think needs encouragement to just keep going you know just keep at it you know make every day interesting take ownership of the day but make sure that you're carving out every single day 10 minutes for you if you're super super busy 10 minutes for you to just get quiet get still really be with yourself so that you can take care of yourself before you hit the ground running i hope those tips helped you thank you always for listening um I'm so happy that we're building this community and I'm looking forward to, you know, us all going on a journey together to grow and to become the best that we can be and to share and to empower and to equip one another to really maximize who we are. No matter what your life may look like, no matter what your goals are, we can all be above average. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye.